Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum. Well, welcome back on to the International Government Communication Forum, and we're really looking forward uh, to more insightful discussions uh, this morning. And uh, we are very kindly joined by our next guest, who's uh, He's loving his presence in Sharjah, ready yeah. to go on for your next session. Uh, if you can elaborate in terms of what's coming up for you uh, in, in a few, let's say half an hour's time, you'll, you'll be ready to speak uh, speak to us all things about creative yes. disruption, uh, creative disruption, disruption, not even disruption. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was the old agenda. Yeah. No, the, the agenda has been updated. I'm here actually to talk about <laughs> uh, government communications. Yeah. Uh, and the importance of uh, startups. Yes. Uh, so this is the land of startups. So I mean, that's a. It that, definitely is, hasn't it? it I mean, it um, look, what, what we're talking when we talk about startups, we talk about the, the global industry as a whole. We're, we're going through a very, very troubling times in terms of recessions and in terms of starting up yes, for businesses. It's not UK is officially in recession according to S&P Global this morning. Um, is is that a massive challenge for startups now? Is it going to be a, a bit of a, a tricky situation to, to get them on board? I think, I mean, let's take a step back for a second. Mm. Um, my job, I mean, over the last 35 years, I've been a professional uh, c communicator. Yeah. And uh, it fascinated by how and why we think and feel and behave yeah. the way we do as individuals and collectively. So. I live in this world, and forgive the jargon, the world of brands, you know, companies, products, countries are our brands. Yes. So the most important thing for any country, particularly in a world of ceaseless and aggressive propaganda, 24-7 social media, everything is always on and hugely competed, every country has to decide mm. what is the story that they are telling. Everything begins from telling the story, you know, um, from uh, caveman sitting around the fire mm. uh, to what you're doing today. True. You are asking people to tell their stories. So I think the challenge for the UAE and, and public communicators in the UAE, they are custodians of this incredibly valuable asset, which is the brand. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, whether it's uh, economic diversification, attracting investment, attracting tourism, dealing with crises, everything comes down to the story of the UAE. And, True. The, and the UAE is incredibly fortunate to have a brilliant story. Exactly. Uh, and I should know, I used to live here. Mm -hmm. uh, I spent my teenage years uh, okay. growing up in Abu Dhabi in the early 70s. I know, I know you're going to say, but Mike, you don't look that old. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, and I did, and it was tiny. And I have watched this extraordinary country yeah. just grow out of the sand <laughs> on the back yeah. of an astonishing self-confidence. True. And insert itself into the international narrative and discussion about what kind of world we live in and yeah. where we're going. So True. you are extremely fortunate here to have the leadership that enables these sorts of convening discussions to happen. Exactly. Well, um, 
Speaking of the early days, um, have you, do you remember anything from Sharjah back in the days? Do you know, <laughs> uh, I drove through Sharjah, I think on my way to Muscat yeah. Yeah. at the time. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, uh, uh, Dubai was nothing more than the gold souk yeah, true. and a, a cluster of <laughs> yeah. houses. And Sharjah was even less exactly. uh, at, at the time. And I think, you know, uh, this is the first time I've been back to Sharjah many, many years. And what fascinates me is the story of Sharjah. Mm. How does Sharjah tell its story yeah, exactly. distinct from the, the UAE national story? You know, mm. read the UAE Vision 2035. It's very grand. It's very ambitious. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows what Abu Dhabi is all about. Yeah. And Dubai is very different from Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. You've got seven different emirates. True. And each one is competing for, for space to tell its own story. Yeah. Sharjah has, uh, in the last sort of 10 years, I guess, emerged mm. um, as this extraordinary kind of cultural capital, uh, perhaps all of the whole Arab world. And mm. when you see uh, the projects, the building projects, there's nothing gratuitous about it. You know, I think it was UNESCO. Were you city uh, uh, cultural capital of the world? It was, I think yeah. in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the House of Wisdom, and the, you know, the decision to kind of reimagine a society around its cultural values. Man, th that's that's radical. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's very different from. From Dubai, yeah, true. Um, you know, you can probably tell just driving from here, <laughs> from there to here. Exactly, it's a completely different. Feeling, you suddenly, yeah. you've got the, this whole different sort of vibe. Yeah, and it is a bit more. It's traditional, but more conservative. Yeah. Exactly. It's very family orientated. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, but it's a deeply reflective, contemplative, and uh, cultural space. Well, while, while we're on the topic of, of progress and, and how far uh, the UAE has come uh, as a nation. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of technologies uh, that are that are just sort of being harnessed uh, to to make and 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 and, and accelerate uh, this change as well. And we're having a lot of conversations as well about the role of data, and that's your cup of tea. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how you see uh, big data and analytics making an impact, uh, a positive impact for us uh, as a society here in the country? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, a disclaimer from me: I'm not a data scientist. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, clearly. Uh, big data is is here to stay. You know, a lot of people vilified the word. Um, mm. uh, it's it has a kind of surreal, slightly mystical quality to it. It frightens a lot of people. It does. But the fact is, every government in the world runs on big data yeah. and makes decisions on resource allocation uh, depending on on big data, and perhaps few countries more than than the UAE, which has sort of digitized uh, its relationship with uh, with its people. You know, you come here, you ask a question of government, and the, the answer is, oh, there's an app for that. Yes. There's an app mm, for yeah. everything True. Uh, uh, here. So, yeah, big data is here to stay. It's incredibly important. Um, I run uh, election campaigns uh, around the world mm. in, in different countries. It's becoming a more important component in the ability to analyze, uh, break down, segment, uh, psychologically profile different constituencies. Um, 
And I think here as well, you know, forget elections for a second, how well does the government actually know its people and what they're thinking and feeling and experiencing? Because that feedback loop mm. is incredibly important. It's not all about just messaging from government to the people. True. The different mindset now, it's not one way, it's a two-way conversation. Yeah. I think the danger perhaps of the kind of, oh, don't worry, there's an app for that, is that you can, you can kind of divorce people from the government or from each other because they're all, all online. And as human beings, we actually need to interact and people need to feel engaged. So, uh, you know, governments here incredibly good at guiding and telling people what to do perhaps if there's a learning it's all right how do we how do we listen mm. and having listened how do we engage yeah. people to come back and say uh, you know what not so much we don't want to do it that way we'd like to do it this way True. and we'd like to have a bit a bigger say in how the budget gets spent and what our neighborhood looks like and and I think there are signs that the, that the UAE is moving in that direction, which is, uh, which is great. Exactly. It's, it's very exciting. It's so not like the UK where everything is a bun fight. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that happens uh, is subject to 10 years of commissions, public inquiries. Yeah. Every activist group on the planet jumps up and has yeah. their say. It's wonderful. It's democracy in action. True. But it means that lots of things don't happen very quickly exactly. here you turn around and something else just happened exactly. and stuff gets built yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, no, no, normally happens <laughs> and it's the way that we're used to it by now yeah definitely well we, we're hoping for a, a, a new train network to Oman uh, eventually in a few years time so that's what we're Amazing. we're aiming for as well well Mark Turnbull thank you very much for joining us this morning I know this is uh, is good. you've got a busy day ahead we've got a, a, our schedule as well lined up and we look forward uh, to hearing uh, from you uh, back in here in Charlotte at some point soon again. It's been a great pleasure. pleasure. Thank you very much. Welcome home once again. Thank you. <laughs> You're very kind. You're listening to the International Government Communication Forum uh, uh, live here uh, at the Sharjah Expo Centre.